0: Time for the morning panel. Joined today by former city councillor Roger Carancy and lawyer and London Police Board Chair Ali Chabar. Thanks to you both uh, for coming in today. Thanks,
1: Dev. Thanks for having us. It's nice to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. Always a pleasure to be with you.
0: Yes, Roger, I
1: feel exactly the same, my friend. Uh, I told you to say that, so thanks, yeah, for, thanks for doing that. He buddy. gave me five yeah. bucks before he came in. in the mail.
0: Yeah. This, this is an OG uh, kind of a panel. It from, is an OG from, panel. From, one of the, from the old round table days. Uh, you guys were a long time. You, you, you might have. One of the most, well, Roger's definitely, I think, the clubhouse leader with tenure? most appearances. Yeah, you, you have tenure. This
2: is going back to the Pulse days.
0: The Pulse days, yeah, yeah. over multiple shows.
2: That's when we were able to come at 12 p.m. instead of 7.30 in the morning to do the round table, <laughs> yeah. right? So, yeah.
0: The way we're going, I'm going to be hosting the overnight show, and you guys will be in here at 2 o'clock in the morning. So
1: I'm good at my age and have weird sleep hours, so.
0: Well, uh you know, uh, this uh, you guys coming in is an example that things change and I want to talk about something changing at London City Hall today. It's kind of like a jumping off point for a larger conversation. Uh City Hall set to discuss ending the COVID-19 vaccination policy, which I would be shocked if they don't do. I mean, everything else is kind of ended from uh the the COVID era which is still going on, but for me, I guess the question is is this another example of it's just time to declare the pandemic over? Because we're when you go around the city these days, it's it's like it was. I mean, obviously, I know it's not, but it, it's like it was. Is the pandemic? I mean, it's effectively over, but the fact we're not declaring it to me seems counterproductive. I
1: I, I think it's over, and um, you see it in uh, how people react to to you today. It's a little different than it was. Uh, a year ago or a little bit more than a year ago. Um, it, it is over. Um, my, my concern is this going forward is what have we done to address the problems we've found out during the course of the last pandemic? What have the various levels of government done to say, this is what we have to do better the next time, or this is what we, didn't, uh, this is what we did well, this is what we did badly. How are we going to address those things when we go forward when we meet the next pandemic, because as you've heard from the experts, there is another one that will come and we'll have to deal with it at that time. Uh, you know, in 2003 or so we had SARS. Wasn't like this past one, obviously. Uh, but this is one that, that scared a lot of people, uh, that made people think a lot differently. Um, some people uh, didn't want anything to do with it in the sense that they didn't want to, you know they didn't want to do any of the uh, rules that were put in place, uh, which I think were was wrong on, on their behalf. Uh, people got lucky that they survived it uh, when not following those rules. Uh, but you know what are we doing as we go forward in the uh, as we go forward in time? And I think that's what we should be doing. The various levels of government, like I said, should have some type of um, summit, task force, whatever to deal with that. And uh, I'm fine with it being called over because it is in effect over. Um, but again, I think we're still a little bit more cautious. The one thing I do notice, if you go to large events, uh, and I've noticed at some of the sporting events, you really don't see as full a house as you used to see before. There are seats that are empty. Uh, not as uh, There's more seats than there were before. And I think that that is some people that are still a little leery of heading out and uh, uh, going into um, places where they might be susceptible, vulnerable to, uh, to catching uh, COVID. Uh,
2: that might also be part economy too, right? I mean, the, yeah, right. Pretty, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, there yeah. could be that, but, uh, is COVID over? No, I don't, I like, is the global pandemic over? I, I think for all intents and purposes, all of the restrictions and things that we had in place, uh, they've all gone by the wayside. They've all been dispensed with. So from that perspective, but COVID still exists out there, right? I mean, yes. we, they, we had, uh, uh, there was a, I was reading yesterday or two days ago about, you know, people who are vulnerable Part of vulnerable communities should be getting their booster shot in, in the spring. So COVID still exists out there. It's just the amount of uh, attention that society as a whole is paying to it. Uh, the same way before where we had social distancing and quarantine and bubbles and all, and all that, like that's that's gone, right? There's still some relics, though, to your point, Roger. Like uh, I haven't worn a mask for a while, right? I was on an international flight a few weeks ago I'm just kind of casually observing I think there was two people on the entire flight wearing a mask. When I got when I got to overseas, I don't think I, I could count the number of masks on on, on one hand, right? So, uh, and then here in Canada, to your point, you go catch a Jays game or something. I, I think you forty five thousand people, you might see. 300, uh, right, uh, that might be wearing a mask. So for a lot of those measures that we had in place, I think they're done. I don't think they're coming back further to city city halls, even debate of the vaccination policy. All those requirements, I think, are done. But there's some relics. Like I find myself just individually, uh, I still use hand sanitizer with a lot more frequency than I ever did before, right? Uh, um, I'll, I, I still, there's almost like that PTSD of, of if I'm in a really crowded spot. It'll cross my – I won't do anything differently, but it crosses my mind. So I'll uh, – but washing hands and hand sanitizer, for me, that's like the relic of, of COVID. You know what? That, those are
1: not necessarily bad things. No, they're great things. Those are those – are, uh,
0: Mask wearing, I think, is something that's going to stick, which is a good thing as well. Like you go to the grocery stores, people wear a mask. I mean, I think – the one thing – That's th- fine. I mean, I I just – I'm glad we got to a point where it's not like a pressure point anymore, right? If you nope. want to wear a mask, go it. If you don't, and, then and don't. that's And that's fine.
1: I, I just find it a little funny sometimes where people you see – that are in a crowd situation, they don't wear a mask. And then, you know, a couple of days later, you see them in a crowd situation, they're wearing a mask. I don't know why they're doing it. Maybe it's because of the fact they have some type of, uh, um, they're, they may be coming down with something, so they want to be yeah. sure. But I think the the one thing that it has been good that come out, that's come out of this is those defenses that we, we have, we're using them a lot more than we were before. Right. And, and maybe that over time, that will go away too. But uh, I think those are good. But, as there's like, still
2: some hesitancy for handshaking, by the way, as well. That's something that I, in, in the last couple of weeks, have you know, you're meeting somebody new, and it's like there's always, there's that awkward kind of, am I shaking your hand? Am yeah. I not shaking your hand? What's going on here? Right, and so it's almost like you have to pronounce uh, right, hey, like, hey, I'm a, I'm cool to shake hands if you want. Oh, so am I. So that's still kind of a relic as well. But uh, but yeah, it's, there's some some things that are. Uh, to Roger's point, some good things well, that stick
0: around. To Roger's point, I'll put a bow on this and we'll take a break. But I don't know if we're self-sufficient enough. Last week was the anniversary of 3M working out a deal with the former president of the United States to allow them to send us, you know, PPE, which he wanted to limit. Are we more self-sufficient for, in many ways for that? I don't think so. So there's lots of lessons we could have learned that I don't know if we have.
1: Well, you you know, I think the whole issue of supply chains Mm. is one that hasn't been addressed properly yet. The the manufacturing of medications within its own country, rather than depending on China. I mean, you know, it looks like we're marching towards something with China that's not going to be good. And what's going to happen with medications that people may, may be taking right now? So I think the supply chain issue of bringing those uh, th- those medications manufactured back to North America, I'd say. I mean, I, I don't think we're uh, going to be in some great uh, disagreement with the U.S. And, mm. and things like that. So whether it's Canada or the U.S., I'm fine with. But uh, having, having to depend on China to supp- supply things that people use every day, like blood pressure medication, uh, things like that, I don't think, is a good thing. And we have the capacity, they say here in Canada, to produce those things. Uh, so maybe we have to look at uh, at that type of thing. The whole, you know, the the whole um, free trade issue that was, you know, so big for so many years has, due to a guy named Donald Trump, believe it or not, who's put a new focus on it, and said things should be done here or within close proximity to a country. I think those are some good things that we have to look at and uh, and make sure that we, uh, we're we doing that. And,
2: and I'll say this before we go to break. I know we got go to go break real yep. quick. Uh, when we write the book on COVID, whenever that book is written, there are certain things that – and this is coming from a guy who has got his vaxes and his boosters and wore his masks everywhere. But but there are some things when you look back at it that like defies the theater, the theatrical aspects of like you go into a grocery store, they have the plexiglass thing, but you're going around the thing to pay, yeah. right? Or <laughs> you're going out to a restaurant, you got to wear the mask, to go into the restaurant, yeah. right, yeah. to sit at the table –
0: then you, you take, take your mask
2: off. off, but you got to put it back on to go to the bathroom, but then you put it, take it off. It, like there's some things that just defy kind of common sense and logic and rational thought. So when you look back at it and, you know, God forbid we ever find ourselves in a situation like this in the future, but we probably will at some point. Oh, we will. Uh, right. Are we going to repeat a lot of those things, those, uh, th- or, or sanitizing the, uh, carts, the shopping carts, right. But it's like, you know, things like that. Right. So, uh, I don't know, we'll see what, what lessons we've learned, if any, but, uh, uh, when they write the book, there, there'll be an entire chapter de- dedicated to this and uh, toilet
0: paper. That'll be chapter number oh, one. Remember man. that? And
1: and, yeah. and big flags on the back of trucks fly really cool. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. History. yeah, yeah. <laughs> History does repeat itself. And that's kind of a jumping off point we'll use for our next topic. We continue on with the uh, morning panel, uh, joined uh, this morning by Ali Chabar and uh, Roger Carrancy. History does repeat itself, and so the reason I say we're going to have another situation like uh, COVID is because we had it 100 years ago with yep. the Spanish flu, and we've talked to you know experts. Uh, I may do it even again just just for fun because they're interesting conversations. But the way the Spanish flu ended wasn't with an official declaration like we just talked about. Mm-hmm. It just kind of petered out, and we just kind of stopped talking about it, which is kind of what's happening. Kind of <laughs> what's happening. It's it's kind of, But you know, 100 years ago. Uh, There was, you know, uh, masking. There was social distancing. There was uh, arguments. Like Everything that happened 100 years ago happened again. So I have no doubt it will happen 100 years from now, if not sooner. But anyway, what I want to get into next is sort of tied to that, which is we have this beautiful weather this week. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to feel like summer. Mm -hmm. But as we talk about uh, the weather and we look at climate, which are two different things, we do have climate change, and there's a big focus for governments to talk about climate change, to work on climate change, and I do note, you know, we just had the the carbon tax go up. Uh, you noticed it maybe a little bit at the at the pumps. That usually when we talk about climate change. There is some degree of sacrifice asked upon the individual for the greater, Mm -hmm. which sounds a whole lot familiar to what we just did with the pandemic. And I wonder if we we have exhausted the reserves of asking people to sacrifice for the group because people just went through three years where we're very difficult. You may have lost someone who cared a great deal to you. You may have lost your job. You might have financial difficulties. Now you might be saying, listen, I'm worrying about me now. I'm not... No offense to everybody else, but I'm worrying, not worrying about everyone else, which to me is entirely understandable. And so I wonder how much people truly care about the environment right now and climate change, because for governments, I don't know if governments truly appreciate how difficult it is going to be asked, it is to ask the public to sacrifice and to do more for the public good, given what has just happened.
2: Yeah, I, I was listening to... I was listening to you at 6.05 this morning. You were talking about backyard chickens. It was in St. Yeah. St. Thomas, yes. was it? Yeah. yeah. So nicer weather. You're going to have that debate your, again. Your huh? father
1: and I can talk about that because yeah. uh, we, we were involved in that debate when it was in London. Oh, I believe he was to London. Council. Which
0: one? The version 1 or version 17? Version 1, the original. Okay. The original, uh, the original. Yeah, no. Anyway, just a si-
2: segue uh, from from that. Uh, yeah, I get it. People have basically there's – a, there's a thought process out there, a feeling and a sentiment that we've been cooped up uh, – uh, for the last couple of years during COVID, was from, the use
1: of the word "coop"? Uh, you know what? That was an <laughs> unintentional pun, but I salute
2: you <laughs> to your listeners. I am now saluting Roger Cransey for picking that up. And, um, yeah, people people have been uh, you know we had bubbles and lockdowns and 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 you you could see these people, but you can't see these people, and 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 uh, it was on again and off again, and it was like oh we're free, and then no no everybody back back to your uh, back to your bubbles, right? So there is that kind of residual effect of people saying okay, you know what? Uh, Segueing from what we were ch- chatted about before. Oh, it's over. All the restrictions are gone. I'm going to go live my best life right now. And I think the government or anybody to that effect, that them coming out now and saying, oh, hey, you know what? You have to be cognizant of this or do this. or uh, The timing doesn't uh, jive well for, for government trying to impose certain restrictions on people who say, no, I'm going to live my best
0: life. Right Stuff now. like green bins, easy for people to do. It's, you know, you put this and that. I, I At least I think I could be wrong. It's I think it's reasonably easy for people to do. It seems like it's, you know, finally going to happen. But other stuff where it's a bit more involved, where you got to think about, you know, do I take that trip? Do I, you know, not do this? Do I not do that? I don't know if people are going to be buying in on that.
1: You know, the the economy is going towards a green economy. So one way or another, we have to adapt to it. Um, I I know I still do the the recycling thing um, and and there's some people who don't. And I I get mad when I see something is dumped in in a garbage can that should be in a recycling box. So I do my best to deal with things the way I can. The the larger, the whole larger issue of uh, climate change, you know, can we stop it? Um, there are people out there who still say that, uh, you know, it's just the world and how the world evolves over time. We've had these types of things in the past. It's just they haven't been as well documented as things have been today. Um, I heard somebody saying just the other day that, that this whole issue of the world, the inner core of the world has stopped spinning and we'll rotate the other way sooner. Does that have effect on something like that? So you hear all sorts of things out there. All I know is this. I'd love to live in a clean world. I'd love to leave a world that's better, uh, which I don't think we will do for future generations. Um, but, you know, getting people to, to buy into something like that again or getting people to to care more after what we've just gone through is probably the most difficult thing that governments will have to deal with. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, I, I think I've said this in the past. Our whole contribution to greenhouse gases is minuscule. And when you talk to Canadians and they see countries like China or larger countries who don't do anything or do very little to help uh, reduce their their, uh, their footprints or whatever, they it's difficult mm-hmm. to get somebody who lives in a country like Canada that has abundance of fresh air uh, clean air and clean water uh, to, to, to you know, follow along with that. It's, it's just a very, very difficult thing. And that's where, you know, the children in school are being taught every single day. I think they they have a better gra- grip on it and grasp on it than we ever had. And that's, I think, where you'll see the changes. I, I, I know that, you know, over the past 20 years, uh, people coming out of schools, you see that they have a different outlook on, on things than somebody my age would. Uh, but we hope that uh, we'll be able to turn things around that way. But like I said, it's difficult to say to Canadians, "You got to change your ways." When okay. we contribute very, very little uh, toward uh, India, won't doesn't change their ways. China doesn't change their ways. Yeah. So.
2: And the other Sorry. thing, the other thing uh, is the one of the negative byproducts of COVID has been kind of the hyperpolarization of society, where mm. uh, lack of trust in not just government but like institutions, right? And experts, so experts, right? The death of experts, right? And well, you jump online, well, now I'm an expert because I did a three minute Google search on vac- vaccine efficacy, right? And you're like, well, no, 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 right? And so, uh, again, so you're seeing you're seeing a segment. Unfortunately, a a growing segment of the population who has an absolute lack of trust or disdain towards government. So when government or other institutions say, hey, you should be doing this, the automatic default response is, well, I'm not going to trust you or, you know what, you have no authority to – right? And then you're seeing that play out whether it's in a education context or a policing context or whether it's in a societal government context or vaccination or whatever. And the ill effects of that, we're going to feel that for a long, long, long time.
0: The, uh, the crumbling impact of experts is why I have you guys on. One,
1: one, <laughs> out, one out of the two. That's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I still don't know why you call
0: us experts. You, I could see I'm not even. An, listen, listen,
1: I'm not even an expert in my own house. Yeah. But, right, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, we'll stop for news. We, we married uh, folk know that. I appreciate you both coming in. That's Ali Chabar and Roger Crancy.